0: Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. We're into a new month. I have a word for you called celebrate. So I want us just to quieten our minds, our soul ties. Yeah, the children, if you want to be released and go to a children's place, that's fine. But I want us to think of ourselves as the family of God. And you know, at Christmas, you don't send people to another room. You're family. I want us to be family together. I'm going to read to you from Isaiah. Where he says, Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And I want you to think about this. Because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted, He has sent me to bind up and to heal. The brokenhearted. So God God does all these wonderful things for us, and I want you just to take a few minutes to just really go deeper, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, and the opening of the prison and of the eyes of those who are bound. Some of us have stepped into eternity and we're not too shook up when people step out of their bodies. They're present with the Lord. They've already been promoted. And we just journey on with them. Other people are really bound in the flesh, to the flesh life. It's it's kind of short. 80, 90, 120 years, whatever your faith is for. I don't actually see myself 150 years old annoying you all. Exhorting you all. But I know I'm going to come to my grave in peace. God's already showed me my end. Peaceful. Verse 2 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor. And you have to just kind of think about that for a minute, because favor, grace, is on our lives. It's a lifelong gift from the Lord. So maybe you're having areas where you have someone who's very confrontational or in a hurry or just, I don't know, just irritating. And just speak grace to that situation, would you? Speak grace to it. So we are here to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to comfort people. The Holy Spirit is amazing the way he comes alongside us. He's our number one prayer partner. He's our standby, our advocate, our lawyer, our strengthener. Mostly just this comfort, incredible comfort from heaven. And uh, I think when you speak into people's spirits long, long after they get off the phone or they have time with you, Those words are eternal. When you speak eternal words, they really resonate with people. You may have offended their mind to get to their heart. But, you know, be who you are. Be who you are. So verse 3 says, To grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament or a garland or a diadem of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment the expressive of praise instead of a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit, not all that grim stuff, that they may be called oaks of righteousness. Lofty, strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord, that He was glorified. Why don't we just turn over and look at this in Luke 4. Some people I know, they're like, ooh, that's the Old Testament. No, it's actually the New. This is who we are. If we ever have to think about who we are and what we are and why we gather, you know, because there there are many sort of celebrations for May, and we've just stepped into May the 1st. I'm not going to actually read these celebrations. They're kind of earthly things. But we've stepped into a new month in the calendar, as the rest of the world probably goes with it, But we're stepping into a very key time. Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And you have to think about that sometimes. What does that mean? It means creativity is upon me. Holiness is upon me. Purity rests on my life. Power, provision, guidance, direction. It rests on my life. Because he has anointed me. You, every one of us, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed by God. The Messiah, to preach good news. The gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce, to release, to the captive. You see, who's captive? I tell you, the more I speak to people, And with the revelation that God's given me of eternity, I recognize captivity. It isn't always people in chains. It isn't always criminals. Okay? It's just people bound up here with limited vision. And God's called us for their recovery. of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed. You know anybody... Anybody who's depressed Monday morning gets backlash? You know, I know a few people. Some people expect it. Some people expect and draw to them the backlash after something good happens. You know what? God is requiring us to just be strong and know him every day, regardless of Monday or Friday or something. If something great happened yesterday or something great happens today, I expect something greater to happen tomorrow. I don't expect it to be horrendous. I expect it to be good. I have no idea what's gonna happen next weekend, but we're gonna be in this mega hotel and God's going to speak to our hearts this week. He's going to prompt us because we're anointed. We're anointed to bring good news and people who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, who are bruised, crushed and broken down by calamity. You know, Tiffany's been through a huge thing with her daughter got knocked out sideways. And uh, she may share. I have no idea what she's going to share. Cindy's been through a lot of trials. We've been through a few. Turn to somebody and say, I've been through a few trials. But I'm through them. (sighs) But you know what? There'll be more ahead. We're in the earth. Let's get real. Our feet are in the earth here. And what what are we to do, verse 19? To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. It's an acceptable time. God is still God. So I'd rather please him than worry about offending people. That's probably part of what happens all the time. You just don't mean to, but you're going to walk in what God tells you. So you're going to offend people. It's just going to be part of the thing. So when we have a ministry team meeting, we always say to people, Do you get easily offended? Don't. Go to the word. All right. So we're looking at this word. Um, You know, and I always ask the Lord to give me a word for the month. And I hope you did good with Dominion last month. Did anybody do good? Sometimes it just helps me. I'm like, okay. Are you okay? Do you want to play? Do you want to go sit down? You're happy? I'm happy. I like you playing. I like the tenderness. I got up this morning and I was playing my piano, and I felt so much healing coming today from heaven. A lot of healing on a much deeper level. And so, um, let me share a little bit about this word celebration for this month. It's kind of like a commemoration or a gala, other words for it, a party. You all went a bit religious on me there. You went a bit quiet. You know, it's okay to party. I like to party. I loved it, you girls dancing. I love to see that. I hate that stiff, tight, upper lip thing. Where did we get that? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is God's kingdom is a family. And in a family, everybody has a celebration with everybody else. So I've been thinking about this word, celebrate, a lot. And I've been thinking, maybe God's wanting to pull us into a new place again for this month, for this time, to celebrate. So you have to kind of think, how do I celebrate? Well, you know, the kingdom of heaven is kind of like you live by dying. What can you die to that you're not really dead to? You receive by giving. It's like we live in this whole different kingdom. We live in this kingdom where we're anointed, where we're not bored and tired, where we're excited, we're enthusiastic. I like this statement. There's more room inside than there is outside in the kingdom of heaven. That's a good one for today. Just open your heart even bigger some of you've got really big hearts some of you hurt inside god does not want you to hurt you won't hurt in heaven and he certainly doesn't want you to hurt on the earth okay and sometimes we have to remember how do we reach that place of promotion by going lower by humility say how do I, how do i celebrate promotion you just prepare yourself with the apron of humility. How can I serve more? Don't have that prissy attitude, you know, just with that. Just thank God. Thank God. The kingdom of God is not a business. It's not an institution. It's, it's, a, it's a, growing, a growing organism of people, of hearts. Because, you know, you can you can be great on the outside, but it's on the inside where you're loved. And we really want you to leave here today loved and recognized for who you are as a son, as a daughter of God. I have struggled this week with this message to celebrate because I kept thinking, well, what do you want us to celebrate? So the Lord said, well, I want you to celebrate John 10, 10, abundant life. That's the first thing I want you to Celebrate, And I said, well, you know, I am English and I do kind of live in England. And I I remember the day after the call, England, when we rented the Reading Football Stadium. And we had gone through so much, so much to get there. And then the day after, there was this kind of poo-pooing thing that came in. And you weren't supposed to be victorious. Hey, you know, a few thousand people gathered and fasted and prayed for nine hours. There was a huge budget. They, the Lord graciously got us out of the way and met the budget. But I remember I had this bright red Ralph Lauren jacket. I would probably only worn it about twice. And I put it on the next day and I marched out in victory. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to deal with backlash. We did the best we could do. God came down and I'm not going to go under that condemnation realm. I'm going to celebrate. We actually made it. Yes, thank you. And sometimes I think you just need to make a point of celebrating. You know, celebrate where you're going. Celebrate you're here today. Celebrate. I know there's lots of Christian songs, you know, come on, let's celebrate. And we're like, okay, we kind of celebrate our Christianity. But I'm talking about when we're out there, when it's tomorrow, when it's dark, just make it a lifestyle celebration. Make it a lifestyle, not just this month to brighten up a bit, but every day, every day to celebrate. So it was interesting to me because the Lord took me over to 2 Samuel 6, if you want to pop it up. And I was thinking about how Rod shares this a lot. Maybe I'll just read a little bit of it. But David, you know, you know the story. How how he I don't know what that is. A list, a lot of stuff up here. David celebrated in Second Samuel six, and all the house of Israel played before the Lord with what? All of their might with strong lyres, harps, tambourines, <laughs> cymbals castanets, they made a lot of noise. Whoa! They made a lot of noise. You know, sometimes we've still got a little bit of the like, and I love peace and quiet. Anyone who knows me, knows me, knows I like peace and quiet. I love being up at the barn. I like taking a walk. We took a walk down to the village pond the other day. That was quite a way. And it was nice to just, it's nice to just get out and have the peace and quiet. But when it comes time to just let, the spirit realm, though, you know, it's okay to make a loud noise. All these instruments do different things, and we're going to learn about that more in the next few months. I want you to ask yourself, how can I celebrate my new marriage, marriage celebration, birth celebration? We don't very often celebrate deaths because not many funerals who are not with the Christian revelation of heaven, and I'm just saying that because my great-aunt died and there's a funeral coming up. And most of my family and my relatives will all be saying goodbye. I already said goodbye to her while she was alive a few weeks back, and I know where she is, so I know I'm going to see her again. So there's a celebration. You know, people celebrate when they get their check for a million or whatever it is. Something, money, huh? People... Are you all a bit serious this morning? They celebrate. David, in this, in this verse, here, I was asking. What? Will you, when you get it? But you've got to celebrate already. You've got to celebrate. You'll dance? Okay, I already have a million. <laughs> Let's see Rod dance, hey? No, not chair dancing. (laughs) You see, I, I feel like God wants to kind of shake you up a little bit this morning. He wants you to celebrate. And I mentioned it to Kenny. I said, could you guys come up and could we just celebrate each other? Could you celebrate the person next to you? Like in the kingdom of heaven, you won't be putting people down to put yourself up. You'll be celebrating them. That's what life in in the spirit is all about. Celebrating when somebody else, having a party, having a feast, having a gala, having a whoop-de-doo, when somebody else, yes, yes. You know, not like poo-pooing the way somebody dances or waves a flag or does what they do. That's what they do. That's the way they worship. Huh? So anyway, I I was just uh, led from... uh, in Second Samuel 6 how David every six paces stopped and worshipped. That's, you know, you count six paces about for me to rod. You know, and they did it Like, we went there to that place for lunch, and our our friend, Barry Siegel, he said, I'll take you to Obadiah's house over here in this little village that was still so blessed, you know. And, And I've been thinking about when God blesses, he really does bless. I mean, I'm blessed 33 years on. You're a good man, you're a good husband. You are a good man. Can I have some of this? And you're humble. I don't know about that. I don't know if either of us are humble. I only know that, you know, we live in this kingdom that takes us to this word. And it was wonderful the way in the the worship time we were taken to the word. You cannot celebrate unless you have that word living inside of you. And you have something to celebrate about Jesus. So if you're here this morning and you haven't made Jesus Lord, make him Lord and make his word for us. And ask for revelation. Ask for revelation. How can you start moving this month in how can you celebrate? How can you do that? Usually, in the things of God require faith, and you have to celebrate the miracle, ce- celebrate the healing, celebrate the breakthrough before it happens in the natural. What can you do to change? I listen to people, and they like, this is their dream, they want this to happen, but they're not making any changes in the natural. And there is a requirement. The people in heaven have all allowed God to change them in the earth. Yeah, So I found myself like this kind of scattered fire with all these kind of thoughts about the glory of God, about the grace. And I found myself thinking about celebration. And I was taken back to the place where, if you, if you go over to Exodus 25, actually we haven't really got time to read all of this, but it's about the tabernacle. You know, when God said to Moses, build me a tabernacle according to this pattern. And in verse 40 of Exodus 25, he said, see to it that you copy exactly the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. And I'm telling you, get your place on the mountain, your place of celebration. Go spend some time celebrating what God has done for you, and you'll see clearly what God wants you to do. Say, well, God wants me to serve. Okay, we'll just start serving. There's plenty to do. Really, we're, we're quite a small team of people who work behind the scenes. And most of the kingdom of God stuff seems to be done behind the scenes. But God said to Moses, see to it, you make this tabernacle according to this pattern. Your life has a plan. And Jesus cannot work in the earth except through you. That's kind of an eye-opening thing. Because often I recognize I don't celebrate enough. I need to celebrate much more. You know, yesterday, uh, Rod's daughter Anna FaceTimed and he was giggling with Joseph, our grandson. I thought, you know, it is we have in our mindset, well, they need to be here. They need to live next door. Actually, it's quite a joy that we have got FaceTime because it's so convenient. There's so many things to say thank you for if you just start shifting. And I know already you're beginning to think, what can I celebrate? What can I celebrate? How can I... Instead of being miffed at someone who did something three years ago, who cares? Celebrate their life. Celebrate their changing. Don't be so rigid. Don't be so prissy. It doesn't have to be this way or this way. We just start celebrating, and actually you forget what you're even upset about, what you're even offended about. So uh, I think like in in, uh, Moses he he was like admonished by God. Now, you, we're talking where God came down in the wilderness, and there'll always be a wilderness time before there's a time of celebration. So if you feel like you've been in a hidden season, and suddenly God's bringing you out, hey, that's great. You know? Like, there's coming out parties for debutantes and people and, our granddaughter, Kelsey, she's going to celebrate her graduation. We're not actually going to be there physically, but we'll be there in our hearts. But, you know, what can you celebrate? You, you can certainly celebrate knowing Jesus and being going to heaven and not having to worry, not having to be concerned, knowing that where God leads you, God guides you and God provides. It's so great. I love the word of God. I love it. I love it that God has a pattern, that God has a plan. I love it when I don't know what to do, I can trust Him. When He says to me, celebrate, I'm like, okay, I'm going to celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to be happy, joyful, glad. I'm going to have a party. Simon Baker was telling me on the phone yesterday that um, the pastors in Leicester have all been getting into unity, and all these Muslims are getting saved. <laughs> I was like, that's something to celebrate. That is so good. He said, funnily enough, before the pastors got into unity, none of, them, none of these Muslims were getting saved. So, there has to be some certain elements to celebration that have. There has to be a release of agreement. And unity, when people get into agreement, there God commands the blessings. That's so easy. It's not that difficult. You know, it isn't that difficult. It isn't that difficult. So, I think about family and I think about God's kingdom. And I think about, like, when our family gets together, you know, and how they are joyful when they get together. You don't put somebody out in another room, you bring them in to the family. And I think I pray that we become more family this month. Celebrate our families. Become more thankful. Become more appreciative. I'm just being a mum, okay. Actually I'm a granny. But I mean I'm just I'm just saying when I pray for your hearts and I think of you and I think of the depth of rich word and the study that we have. How about we just have some talk time this morning and we just have an attitude check, my husband would say, and we just check our hearts for celebrating. You know? When somebody drives in here in a new Bentley or Rolls or whatever and it has celebrate on the back, hey, are we going to celebrate? We're going to be like, well. <laughs> no, we're going to celebrate. Who cares, you know, as long as it gets from A to B and you can listen to worship music, that's kind of where I'm at with vehicles. But I know God's bringing his glory more and more into our lives. And I know the Spirit of the Lord is upon all of us. He's anointed all of us to preach good news. The good news is we are the healed of the Lord. We don't have to go through a bunch of stuff to get to the healing. We have to stand the ground. We stand the ground firmly, amen, celebrating. So I think, really, the celebration of the church is like the beginning of miracles. You know, where are we going? Where are we going for our celebration? We're only going up. Okay? So Psalm 150 is probably the best psalm. We can just run down it for a minute. I just want you to kind of think about Celebrate. We've got the best worship guys up here. We've got the best prayers, wonderful givers, wonderful creativity. It's just extraordinary. And I felt like it would be nice after I read this if we could just celebrate God just because he's God. Not because of some particular thing that we think, oh, I'm going to celebrate this. No, just celebrate him and just have and carry a spirit of celebration. Amen? So let me just read Psalm 150. Quite extraordinary. Rejoicing in the Lord. You can pop it up if you want to. And I also want to read you something about... Well, I don't know. I've got a couple of things I wanted to read you. I think I'll read this last. But I want to encourage you to persevere this morning. Okay? First of all, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Where's that? The earth. God's sanctuary is in the earth. Praise Him in the earth. We'll praise Him in heaven, but praise Him in His sanctuary. We can praise Him in here. We can praise Him outside. <laughs> praise Him in the heavens of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine, the drums. Don't you love it? I love it when I hear the drum. I love it when I hear that drum beat go. I'm going to love it when we start just really hammering it. I like. I went into this place of warfare this morning I don't know where I was. I was just warring, and I was thanking God for the word, and I was thanking God for Chris and the drums and the Lucy. I was just thanking God for all of you because I felt not myself. I felt the anointing, and I felt transformed into another person so that I could hammer it out in the spirit and not be concerned, but to celebrate. I just felt that a tambourine, a single or a group dance. I love it when you guys were dancing, you started celebrating. It was great, you know. And Rod and I, we love celebrating. We love experiencing life and honoring heaven. We just love all that, okay? So don't come in here with fear and trepidation, with expectations of how church should be or could be. We're just like you. We're continuing to seek after the Lord, know that He draws us close to Him when we draw nigh to Him, and celebrate Him. Okay? Verse 5 says praise Him with oh, resounding cymbals, praise Him with clashing cymbals. That's kind of good, isn't it? A kind of hearing them and shouting. They, they make a loud noise, but you can also hear. You can hear God, thank God I can hear God, thank God when i don 't know what to do, He shows me what to do. Thank God when I hit the brick wall, I just keep going because I do hit bri- I do hit brick walls i don 't want to be the way I am, I want to be the way God wants me to be, huh? Just like you I, want, I wake up every day and I want to be more like him, and I think, gosh, I'm not at all. I have a long way to go, but I have to praise him. And it says in verse 6, let everything that has breath and every breath of life, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let everything, let everything. So I want to read you a little story now. I should have probably read this at the beginning, but never mind. We do things the way we do them. I was reading in, in Rick Renner's Devotion, In 1 Corinthians 4.1, he says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries. How are you stewarding what God has given you? Okay, now this is a little story. He discovered the Greek word for ministers was the word H-U-P-E-R-E-T-A-S. The Greek word that's used to depict the very lowest class of criminals. Do I have your attention <laughs> He knew Paul must have had a reason for selecting this word, but it made him kind of wonder. The Hooper artists of ancient times were the criminals assigned to live the rest of their lives in the bottom galleys of huge ships. Now think of this. Every one of you, every one of us who's in Christ is a minister, So he used that word, the lowest of the lowest of criminals, who was in the bottom of these great big ships. Now, remember in those days, as Rick was thinking about this, he began to understand why so many reasons, there were so many reasons why Paul said this. Why? Because the, the lowest of the low were chained on a bench with the same chain sharing an oar and they were the ones moving the ship if they didn't row and pull the oar the ship didn't move so if the ministers of god's spirit don't move the ship doesn't move huh now i remember before i came back to england i used to have this well i used to think it was a bit of a nightmare i would see this boat about the size of this room you know, high and I'd be looking at it and I'd be on the dock and every time I'd get close to it, it would just move away so I couldn't get on it. I didn't know if I was supposed to steer it, supposed to be in the bottom. I didn't know where my place was on the ship. I just knew I needed to get on that boat. Meantime, God was talking to me about coming back to England and I was arguing with him thinking it was the devil why would God take me from sunny California to grim old England where everybody was sick and unemployed and it rained too much? It couldn't be God, could it, Lucy? We love Zuma Beach. Oh, it's God. You know, I one time came off the plane at LAX, and I said to my friends Jamie and Jeremy Swan, take me to the beach, and they took me to the beach, and they day, and I literally fell down and kissed the sand. I did and Jeremy said you really like the beach huh? and i said oh i love it it's god and the ocean and it's good and people aren't looking at your shoes and people aren't critiquing you and you just woohoo you see and if you want to go to california with us when we go in october talk to angel lucy or ayana talk to us get out of the box all right so anyway he says, God never calls you to do a big job by yourself. He will call others at the same time to assist you. I'm just going to read this, just like Roddy does, okay? When you say, when you say yes to the will of God, when you jump, in the, you jump in the middle of your assigned task and surrender your time, money, talents, and ideas to the Lord, you will discover that others will be right there by your side to help you with the task. I mean, that's what happens when you decide to start doing something for God. You're not the only one God's been speaking to. Okay, how do we know who's been praying around the block for a church to be raised up? We don't know. The ships on which the Hooper artists served were so huge that it would have been impossible for one servant to move an entire ship by himself. It required the strength and effort of many servants working together in order to move those huge ships. Listen, like, I think, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but we we seem like a small church, but we have a huge assignment. We have a huge anointing. I feel like with all the other churches in London, we are like a tugboat pulling them into a new place in the spirit. That's what I feel deep inside. We may not be the biggest, we may not have our own building yet, We may not have a lot of things in place yet, but I feel like we're a tugboat pulling in the presence of God in a mighty way, in a mighty way. And they need us as much as we need them. And the music is incredibly key. So in the same way you cannot accomplish what God has called you to do alone, look around you. Look at the people God has placed with you to help you fulfill the dream. Don't ignore them thinking you can do it alone. If your vision from the Lord is big, it will require others to become involved in what you're doing. So I want to to give you this word again, celebrate. I want you to celebrate the people who are in your life. I want you to celebrate me. Let me celebrate you. You're here for a reason. Okay? I wouldn't be able to do what God's called me to do if I had to do it by myself. It's, It's far too big for me. The vision of seeing music completely take over the streets of London and thousands of people meet in Hyde Park and just worship God. I couldn't possibly. It's impossible to think about, yes, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. That's a great confession, and that's something we probably should first learn as ministers. The anointing is on me to do this, to preach some good news. But listen to this. That's why God didn't stop after he called me. He also called others. You're not in this on your own. There are others that are going to come and stand beside you, if you like. There are lots of people on the bench that feel like, you feel like you're in the bottom of the boat? I do. Anybody else feel like they're in the bottom of the boat? Yeah, I'm in the bottom of the boat. When I keep rowing, I keep doing what I do. This book is emerging, the story of my life, the story of what God has shown me. Your life is emerging. Your call is emerging. But your call is just as real as mine. Mine is just as real as yours. And when the rewards are given, you know what? You'll be rewarded just as much for what you do that isn't seen. Your prayers are just as important as Rod and I leading, Rod and I doing. You know, for example, the Lord's called me to pray, but there are others on this team in the media outreach, in the when we go and do those uh, videos and things. I don't like doing that stuff. I'm a very quiet person. I like to be left alone in a field kind of a thing. I'm happy there. I talk to God. I got my Bible. I don't need all that. But God calls us to places that are a bit uncomfortable and then calls us to celebrate him. So how do we do that? With grace. So I've asked the worship team to come up because they are a precious workforce behind us. And if you're going to fulfill the dream that God's given you, you'll have to learn how to cooperate with others, with key people. They're your partners in life. So you may not want to do this with the person next to you. You may want to go and pick someone else. I don't know. But I want you to start thinking about living together and working together and what gift God has given you to celebrate this month, not just today, this whole month, okay? You see, because when you think about it, I don't know, I grew up on the Norfolk Broad, so rowing was like a kind of a given. But, you know, if somebody was lazy, they slowed the boat down. if somebody didn't pull their weight on the oar, it affected, and it's the same in these big boats, it affects the whole bench, okay? In other words, the difference in one of the co-workers' attitudes was so powerful that it had the ability to bring about victory or defeat. You have the ability on the inside of you to bring about victory or defeat. I really feel like this month we we need to get ready to break out. I really feel like we need to not be concerned. We need to celebrate. We need to thank God the anointing is upon me because I've got some good news. We're going to make it. We're going to have the money we need. We're going to have the health we need. We're going to have the people we need. We're not going to be up here begging we're going to be thanking God and celebrating. We are an amazing... Once not you stand up? We are an amazing group of people. Okay? And I think if you ever stop working hard at the bottom of the boat, the boat's not going to go anywhere. So whether it's your ministry or your family or your business, God wants you to do. God wants you to celebrate. Okay? So I asked the guys, could they lead us into a bit more worship this morning? Could we do, I don't know what the time is now, five or ten minutes? We've got a mayoral election coming up this week. We've got some big stuff coming up. But you know what? We need to rejoice in the spirit. We need to worship. We need to celebrate. How many of you need a breakthrough? Yes, nearly every one of us are in faith for something. I dream about the way my life should be. And I keep working towards it. And I know it's changing day by day. So I just highly
1: exhort you. Let's just celebrate. I
0: don't know what we're going to sing. You probably do. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.